I want to do this differently, so I'm going to just jump into it. I'm going to give the introduction later. Let's just keep it straight, a conversation. If you make it to the end, whatever. If you don't, I want you to hear the dialogue. So today, I want to talk about how people love to duck accountability, right? Like there is three things in front of you every time you make a decision, being accountable for it, ignoring that accountability, and criticizing your actions, right? And a lot of people play jump rope with these options, but that's not how it's gotta be. There's gotta be a fine balance. You can't be jumping back and forth from all these different things and disrespecting both yourself, the people around you, and just the energy you're trying to give out into the universe. So what do I mean by that? Um, Check it out, this is basically what I mean. A lot of times, no matter how much it hurts, right? When we make a lot of decisions in life, there's always something we could have done differently. There's almost always something. And I don't mean traumatic stuff. Listen, if you get robbed, attacked, assaulted in any way, this is not for you. This is not for you. I don't mean that the woes of the universe could have been changed if you just thought better, if you moved better. I mean that there are actions we do every day that could have a different consequence or a different ending if we were a little bit more critical in the way we think about things. And this is something I work on, too. So listen, I'm no better. You feel me? But basically, say you're I'm going to give you an analogy for this one before we get into it. Say you're on a bus. Right. And you don't have a seat on that bus. Right. No one's going to give you a seat. If you live in New York, you know what I mean. No one's going to give you a seat. You just you just stuck. You stand it. And you're sitting there and you're so frustrated at all the people around you. Why is this person sitting down? Why is this person sitting down? And you want to be so upset. You want to start a problem. But the reality is, is that you are the reason that situation is not comfortable for yourself. What I mean? I mean, like, you'll go to Walmart, right? And you get yourself a nice pair. If you work in a job, money's tight. You can afford these. What I'm about to say, if you can't afford them, reach out. I got you. But you can get a nice pair of soles that are super duper comfortable. That will have you feel like you're walking on clouds for a couple dollars at Walmart or wherever you want to shop. You could have made different decisions leading to you having a car. You could have done a lot of different things that would have changed you being in that exact scenario. But instead of addressing those things and thinking about them, we're so quick to get riled up and upset and sometimes to blame others for why we're there. And that's just a little crazy to me, you know what I mean? Because when you're constantly doing that, it's like, how are you going to improve, right? How are you going to better yourself when you're always getting on someone else for not making your life easier? And I see this so much around me. I used to do this all the time. This is the hardest thing in life. And a lot of people are always asking, like, what's the point of acknowledging the past? It's so the future can be different. You know, when I work a job now, it does not matter where I work. The first thing I do if I do not have a pair, I find the most comfortable shoes I can. Because I've learned that lesson in life. It's been instilled in me from any job I've ever worked since the age of 15 that one of the most important things you can do for yourself is be comfortable. It's so easy. It's so easy to stand around all day, your feet hurting, you're aching, you get frustrated, you get upset. You're ruder to people. You're mad. You feel like you're wasting your time. Everything is more laborious. And it's so easy to fix it. And like I said, if you ain't got the money for it, hell, bang my line. I'll slide you a couple of dollars to get you right, but you better have them souls. Better not slide you no dollars and you got a pack of cigarettes. Listen, come on now. I'm trying to help you. But anyways, um, this is a common theme in life. This is a common theme. There's so many things that we can learn from. 
And so that when we go into the future, you can change those outcomes. Just because the past is set in stone does not mean your future is set in stone. We got to get it right. We got to get it together. Every step you're taking forward is another step of progress. Every step you're taking forward is another action, another moment of learning. It's another chance to say to yourself, okay, I could have done that differently. I could have done that differently. And it doesn't matter how that situation was set up. It doesn't matter if it was unfair to you. It doesn't matter if something was going against you. It was lies, it was rumors, it was reality. At any point in time, you have the ability to try to make the best of it. You cannot control anything else in this world except how you react to something. Somebody lies in your name, right? So what do you do? You get mad, you foaming at the mouth, you're upset, you're tweaking. And you know, a lot of people are gonna be like, rightfully, this person's lying on my name. Okay, but in that moment that you lose yourself, in that moment you lose yourself, you set yourself over for getting knocked over like a chess piece. They're playing you in a game that you letting them play you in. You all gotta stop that. And the problem I see so much is that when we start having this conversation, somebody is so quick to say, oh, that's victim blaming. Listen, that doesn't even make sense to me. Because if people were trying to blame victims, they wouldn't be giving them tools to never get in that situation again. We're not here having a conversation about, oh, you know, it's okay that that happened to you. Toughen up next time. No, we're saying avoid that. We're saying that this is war. This is armed combat. Develop tools, develop weapons. Do not be a sitting duck just because other people are trying to tell you to be passive about it. That's the problem with the narratives I see so much in society. The dialogues I see. Everyone seems to be setting everyone up sometimes for failure to be a free lick. Somebody will Somebody will see somebody make mistakes that led to them being in a bad situation. And all they'll do is coddle them. Listen, I understand it. Kindness is good. Sympathy is good. Compassion is good. But there has to be a moment where they learn from it. You can't just assume that they retain that information and learn from it. Because a lot of people are repeating the exact same thing over and over and over. Y'all know what the definition of that is. Insanity. But you see it all the time. How many friends y'all have? Ask yourself, for real. How many friends do you have who've gotten in a bad situation, whether it's relationship, financials, job, politics, no matter what it is, right? How many people do you personally know who just keep going back to that situation? And you're like, man, I thought they would learn by now. Listen, it's not your responsibility, but what are you doing to help them learn? People love to say it's not your responsibility to help people, but then they'll go coddle them. So why is it your responsibility to convince them they ain't never do wrong? Why is it your responsibility to convince them that everything gonna be sweet and it's all gonna be a-okay? That's not this reality. Listen, this world is a beautiful place full of beautiful people, but there's some demons out here. And if you let people talk you into believing that everything is just gonna work out, hakuna matata, if you just put some trust in the universe and don't give yourself any accountability, criticism, or action, you're goofy. Respectfully, you're so goofy for that. And I'm not trying to be mean. I'm trying to be real with you. Because at the end of the day, I don't want to see more victims. It hurts my heart to see the way people get played out here. It hurts my heart to see the way people get finessed. I've seen so many people be convinced that they'll never be more than a dishwasher. That they'll never be more than a janitor. They'll never be more than all these different ideas. And the crazy part is, I don't even think there's anything wrong being a dishwasher or janitor. 
A lot of them cats who've been doing it for years, making a good check, quietly chilling, especially those janitors. Man, I got some stories, but listen. My problem isn't with people wanting to be in those jobs forever, because that's fine to me. My problem is when I see someone with aspiration, hope, dreams, music, art, literature, academia of any kind, pre-med, it's still academia, but you get my point. So many different jobs and roles and paths a lot of people want to walk. You see it in their heart. You see it dripping from their voices. You see it in every action they move. We all got a friend who just be dancing. You know they want to dance. They be dancing everywhere. But here they are, working Mickey D's. And again, like I said, there's nothing wrong with you working at Mickey D's as long as you want to. But I'm not giving you these scenarios because you want to. I'm giving you these scenarios because a lot of people don't want to be there. But they've been convinced that's all they'll ever amount to in life. They've been convinced that's all they'll ever need in life. And that's the problem with a lot of this rhetoric to me. That's the issue with a lot of this talk to me is that we're propping people up for failure. We're setting them up to never amount to what they want to amount to. You know, it's kind of weird to me, too, because society's a little backhanded with it. Right. Like, let someone say they want to be a garbage man and you'll see jokes about it. You'll see memes. You'll see people clowning them. Right. But then let somebody say they want to be an athlete. And then you'll see people recommending them jobs similar to being a garbage man because they can never cut it. Like, what is that? That's so two-faced and hypocritical. How are you in one second going to put something up on a pedestal and say something else is worse than it, right? Oh, it's bad to be a garbage man. But then in the next second, you're going to sit there and bring it down when someone says that's their aspirations. You know what it is? You know what I hear when I see that? I hear people who just don't want you to be happy. It's not even about the end goal at that point. People just want to find something to tear you down with. You can literally say, you want to be an athlete. Somebody say, you better get your butt in the army. You can say you want to be in the army. And somebody will then go tell you that you can't do that. It's like, no matter what option you pick, if you're happy with it, someone is going to tear it down. It does not matter. Tell me I'm a lie. Tell me I'm a lie. You can smile at somebody and say you want to be this, that, or the third and really mean it in your heart. And Lord help me if they won't tear you down for it. But here's the thing about it. It doesn't matter what they do. It matters what you do. And that's why a lot of times people become victims of their own actions. A lot of times people make the decisions they make because they're influenced by others. And it's not a crime. Everyone gets influenced. I get it. But there's, there's steps for this. There's tools for this. So I'm going to start giving you those tools. And the first one I'm going to give you is be careful who you surround yourself with. If you're a person who wants to make money and you're surrounding yourself with nothing but people who have always been and always will be broke, unless you got a reason, a real invested reason, sometimes y'all got to start cutting ties. I'm not saying that you got to get rid of your friends, but I am saying don't take them so seriously in the same regards. Let's say you get an opportunity, because I see a lot of people do this, especially in the black community. Let's say you get an opportunity working as a security guard. I think this was in a Kendrick song. And you're supposed to be working there $15 an hour. But then your boy gets convincing you that you could stage a lick. Right? Remember that Kendrick song where he talks about, I got convinced to stage a lick on the first day I clocked in? And I'm like, you know what's crazy about it? That really has happened. People really do that, and people really fall for it. You got someone who's broke telling you what you can do 
to benefit the both of y'all. But in the long run, let's say you don't get caught. Okay? You came out on top. Good job. Let's say you do get caught. What do you lose? You lose that job. Maybe jail time even. They got your ID. They got your social. They don't know that man's. And if you don't snitch, he good to go. He's straight in the clear. A little bit of that money ain't going to mean nothing when you're in jail or prison. That's exactly what I'm talking about. You got to start paying attention to who you're around. If someone sees you succeeding and their first thought is how can they put themselves in a better spot because of it, you got to examine that person because some people are genuine. Some people be honest. I'm going to tell you, if you're doing good around me, I'm going to straight tell you what can I do to get in that situation? How can you help me? But that's a whole different approach than trying to sit there and quietly and subtly convince and manipulate you. And I see that all the time. People will be doing great in class on campus and everyone knows who's doing good. The teacher calls them out and then suddenly their DMs are flooded with, oh, can you give me this? Can you give me that? Kill me with this? Can you help me with that? But then what happens when you give someone the answers to a, te a test or a quiz? Your teacher find out. Everyone knows what happens. You get striked. They get striked. They were already doing poorly. Now you both going to be doing poorly. Even if that doesn't really affect you, you're still taking a zero for no reason. Even though you didn't cheat. Even though, even though they cheated off you, you're taking a zero for allowing them to do it. Your A just turned into a B. Your 4.0 into a 3. Look at that. Rhymes. That's how you know it's true. But that's my point. That's my point. There's so many times when you're going to be up. And people are going to bring you down. And that's why you got to worry about who you have around you. If the people around you are not bringing you up, what are they doing? Listen, I'm the kind of person I like to be ghosts. You know, I love everybody from a distance. I'm always hanging around them, though. If, you know, if they hit me up, I'm there usually. But I'm not always going to be there every day. That's not me. But I'm going to tell you something, though. If I have an opportunity, if I see a chance, if I see a benefit, I'm giving it out if I can. Because if you're in my friend group, I trust you. I know that you're not going to do me dirty. You got to be able to say that. You ain't. You don't have to be able to do that, but you need to be able to say that if you got an opportunity, you could put your friends on. It's not about doing it. You could be the kind of person where you just won't trust nothing. That's fine. You don't have to do it. But if you can't say that if you had to, you would, that's a problem with your friends. Unless you just like... I mean, you just cold, but that's a problem with your friends most times, right? If you can't help your friends out. Um, and that's not to say you have to, because a lot of times I don't help my friends out because I love them from a distance, but I know that I can. And if they get into a bad situation, I know that I will, but that's me. That doesn't have to be you. But yeah, that's my point. First thing y'all need to do is really think about who you have around you. You got to really focus on that. You got to pay attention to that because all it takes is one bad egg, one bad seed to get you in a bad position. I've seen so many girls and guys be in a good relationship and it's just one person. One person convinces them otherwise and they throw a whole relationship down the gutter. I'm not even referring to me. I'm referring to what I've seen. I've seen people have a job and one person convinced them not to go in on a day. And they get fired for no reason. And it's just like, man, we got to stop this. We got to stop this. Pick your pick. Look, you don't have to pick your friends carefully, but pick your close circle carefully. You can have everyone be your friend. You could be the nicest, cheery, most go lovey person on the planet. But please, for the love of God, 
for the people who know you closely, people who have access to your room, your phone, your name, any of that information, to people who really know you like that, my God, please stop befriending everyone because a lot of people are con men and they don't even know it. There's a lot of people who don't even know they're con men. They truly believe in their heart they're not gonna get you hurt because they're not paying attention to the consequences, but that's your job to pay attention to the consequences. If you're out here friending somebody who you know moves weight, you ain't got to hate on them for moving weight. But why are you constantly giving them drives? If you're a D1 athlete who with a 4.0, what are you doing? Because if it ever turns out that someone gets your name in the wrong circle and thinking that you're doing something you're not doing and you get popped up, everyone's going to be sad. It is going to be always, look at what he could have been. He could have made it out the city. But it's all because you felt bad and so-and-so needed a ride. Like, come on. A lot of your friends are really sturdy like that. They don't need you to get them around. So stop being the by stop being a chauffeur, an Uber, a, a door dasher, whatever you whatever you're being, stop being that. If it's someone you can't trust. I don't let no one in my car I cannot trust. If you've been in my car, I trust you. Josh, Ev, Chauncey, Jojo, I trust you. I'm not letting you in my car if I don't trust you. Because at the end of the day, you can fuck up even slightly. And that's me. You think I'm finna sit here and throw my entire education away? My hard work? Because you got something on you that you shouldn't have had? I know my close ones would never. I know that. But I can't speak for these random people. So these random people aren't getting in my car. That's just one example of it. Don't let everybody in your car. Because you don't know who you trust in. Don't let everybody at your table because you don't know who you're eating with. A lot of people will see you eating and try to tear you down. Why? It's a lot of reasons. That's a whole nother conversation. But they will. And I know you know what I'm talking about. Listen, you can't control others and how they're going to act. But you can damn sure control how close they get to you. You know, I see a lot of times people kind of just don't pay attention. I got a lot of people on campus who used to let me walk in their room whenever chance and people like that and it's not like that's a bad thing i'm a trustworthy guy but in the day i did think to myself why are you doing that you don't know me that well yet you gotta relax a little bit you gotta really think about it because i'd be in your room whenever your door is always unlocked and i pray to god that nothing bad ever happens to you and i pray that if i ever see something weird i'm gonna be there to stop it but it doesn't change the fact that you're still setting yourself up lock your doors know who comes to your room Know who knows where your stuff is. Hide what you have that needs to be hidden. Do not leave yourself so out in the open that everyone has a blueprint of how you're moving because the wrong person gets their hand on that blueprint and it's a wrap for you. That's why I said we gotta stop jumping back and forth between this victim blaming and accountability conversation because a lot of times when I hear that narrative of your victim blaming, all I end up seeing is someone who is being placated to keep doing what they're doing. And that's exactly what I see happen. And that's exactly what I'm trying to stop. I'm trying to see that stop. I'm not trying to see that continue. But that is what society has propped up right now. So let's go fix that for people. Let's go out and talk to people. Let's get people to change their ways in that kind of way because that's gotta be one of the most dangerous things. If, that, if that's the first tip you get, that's gotta be one of the most dangerous things. Letting everyone give you advice, letting everyone help you out, letting everyone put money in your pocket is not a good idea. There's a lot of people you should not take money from, regardless of how pure they seem. If you don't know them that well, you don't know when that's going to come back to bite you. 
Somebody give you $5 and they tell you, hey, I need a ride. Remember when I looked out for you? You get a ride to the wrong place and it's a whole setup. Listen, it could happen to anyone. So don't let it be you. Sometimes there are going to be consequences for your actions and they need to be addressed because you're never going to move forward if you're always victim blaming, quote unquote, as they put it. If you're always saying, let's not do this and let's not do that. If you're always telling people how they can criticize and how they can feel. If someone asks somebody for advice, don't be the person to jump in the dialogue and say that's victim blaming. They asked. Let the conversation happen. If someone gives advice to someone they know well, don't be the person that jumps in the dialogue because I see that a lot. I see two close friends talking and somebody will jump in and say, that's so inconsiderate, you're victim blaming. No, that person really cares and they don't want to see you beat up like that again. That person really cares and they don't want to see you hurt like that again. I know a good friend of mine, I know Josh, knows that anytime I have ever in my life been upset with him, it's because I'm worried for him. And that's not to say he doesn't anything to be worried about. Josh is a great guy, upstanding as hell, super smart, funny, great person. But if I have ever had a moment of being upset, it is because I'm looking out. Same for anybody I've been upset with. I don't get mad because I'm mad. I get mad because I'm looking out. 99% of the time, if I'm mad at you, I'm looking out. I need more people to be mad. I need more people to be looking out for the people around them. But you got to teeter-totter around that fine line. You got to look out for people around you while not letting everyone look out for you. It's a magic trick. You got to keep it's a balancing act. You got to keep that back and forth without letting it be one way or the other too much. Because if it's one way or the other too much, that's when you start inviting things in you don't need to be inviting in. Listen, I think I made my point for now, but yeah, that's all I wanted to talk about today. I just want to talk about understanding that there's consequences for your actions and understanding that you got to push forward and learn from them. If you don't learn from every mistake you make, you're going to repeat them. You're going to. It's that simple. If you lose your card all the time and you don't just start getting a phone case and putting it in your phone or your sock or something like that, your bag, this is your fault. If you're constantly tripping and breaking things, you don't get a case. That's your fault. If you're constantly getting money going missing in your room and you don't lock your doors, that's your fault. You got to stop that conversation of I shouldn't have to do these things and have the conversation of how can we prevent these things? Because it doesn't matter what you shouldn't have to do. It matters that it's going to keep happening. That's the reality. I always tell every person of color and woman that they need to have a gun. That, that's a strong belief of mine. If you're a person of color or a woman, you need to have a gun. And I say that because of the things that can happen. And people say, well, why should I have to have a gun? You shouldn't. But you should. You should. And people say, but that's unfair. I don't care. I don't care. I care about seeing you come home at night. That's all I care about. I don't give any other flying whatever you care about whatever you care about. I don't. I don't. That conversation about, oh, it's heavy or it's not ladylike or I don't want to be given the wrong light. I don't care. Y'all ever seen that movie um, with the black couple who shot the cop? That has a really good soundtrack in that movie. That's a perfect example of what I would rather. Yeah, the ending was sad and terrible because I guess... It's American media and they got to always give a sad ending so people can, you know, properly process and internalize it and learn from it. You know, they're not really good at giving narratives that just end well and people learning from it, but it's whatever. Listen, that movie was a good example of what I'm talking about. I would rather you be able to run cross country away from the cops than to be dead. I don't care how political that sounds. 
I would rather the person who was trying to end you be ended than you be gone. Because I know you're a good person. That's why I'm talking to you right now. I know you have great potential. That's why I'm talking to you right now. That's why we're talking right now. What I don't know is what that person's going to do. You need to stop trusting everybody and take care of yourself. All that woulda, shoulda, coulda conversation, all that unfair conversation, all that why does it have to be this conversation, that needs to die. We need to have this is what you need to do next time conversation. This is how to protect yourself conversation. This is how to grow conversation. Listen, I didn't give y'all the spill at the beginning because I just wanted to talk, but you know what it is. This is David. I think you are the main character of podcast. You feel me? And it's all love out here. So pop in, talk in, check. I know this one's a little bit longer. I wanted to make this for people who drive to work and do things when they're listening. And I wanted to give them something to listen to for a while. And I wanted to give a dialogue with no music so we could really have that conversation. But I'm going to edit this up, put it out. And for whoever listens to it and took it seriously, I hope you really learned something today. I really love y'all. I really do. So reach out and know that the love is there. I will always have your back if I can. Be easy out there.